If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. Hello and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. I'm here with Cody again, two weeks in a row. We're back on schedule. Dun, 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 dun. Things are going fairly good. Um, told everybody I had an inspection for the house. We did the inspection. That was... Uh, Mr. Gadget come over? Yeah, I mean... For somebody that's never been through that process before, it was a little overwhelming. Um, I just, every time he pointed something out, I just heard cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little, uh, I don't know, scared at the end of it. You know, like, God, we buy this place and we got to do all that stuff. And then things are going to like, deteriorate as we're going so it's like can we really afford this but you're seeing the money pit movie in your head yeah <laughs> but yeah. um after talking to some people the last couple of days um i think we're we're okay uh it gives us leverage to yes, ask for another reduction in price those cha-ching moments are uh off of their price ah Right, but um, or at least leverage for that. Yeah, so they either has have the option to fix some of it, or you know, yeah, that was my like, bread and butter when people would get inspections, and then I'd go out and give them a quote on whatever, and then either the seller or the buyer could choose to pay me to fix it. So either way, I won. <laughs> well, the elect electric is part of. Uh, part of it the so they got the wire the power coming to the house so the wire that runs down the house into the uh meter box the meter box and then from the meter box into the house is cracked and weathered and is going to be need to be replaced and the meter box is kind of rusty so maybe not the meter itself but the outer casing should probably be replaced 
And if I'm going to pay somebody to do that, I might as well have them upgrade the panel inside because it's full and it's only 100 amp, which back in 1900 was pl- plenty enough. Oh, yeah. Totally was. As uh, as Johnny Mac likes to tell me, hey, at least you know a guy. Right. Yeah, you're a long ways away, though. Yeah, well, I'm always but, trying um, to get crazy. So yeah, I'm looking for new adventures. That's that's one of the things. But and I know yeah. somebody that does uh uh you know concrete work, so the chimney needs a few bricks either replaced or resurfaced. So those are the some of the big ones. Yeah, you don't want like some crow or something flying in there in the chimney, missing a brick. Ends up on your dinner table and you're <laughs> having guests over or something. That could be pretty uh, exciting. Not in a good yeah. way, though. <laughs> right. It's kind of like that damn big bug that finds you when you just lift your helmet visor up enough oh. to get some air. And it just finds that little crack every time. Black. Every single time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't ride with my visor open because I always get them off the forehead. Sometimes I just try and push it up just, you know, quarter inch or something just to get a little bit of air. And it doesn't take, but I swear to God, less than a minute. Every time. Yeah. Either goes in the mouth or usually it goes in my ear. Oh. You oh, wear earplugs, a... so you don't have to worry about that. But that is terrible. Oh, I, that's I a pullover. Do. That's a pullover moment because, yep. you know, mm-hmm. it's crawling around in there and you're getting all... Yeah, I've tried shaking it and hitting they don't the helmet. No, that doesn't work. You got to pull over. And, of course, you don't know what kind of bug it is. You want to pull over right. and get it out because it, it could be a bee. Yeah, it could be a bee, and that could be real bad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> especially if it can sting you more than once. Oof. Take off your helmet, and you got all these little bumps all over your face. And what the hell happened <laughs> to you? You got goiters on your face. What? Goiters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so in this episode, we're uh, we're broken. We're broken. Yeah, we're broken. <laughs> the bikes are running good this year, but I'm broken. <laughs> yes. Oh God. We talk about maintaining your bike. We haven't talked much about maintaining your bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny. I I just listened to a oh, what the hell's his name, Bill Dragoo was talking about that because he broke his foot and he had because of his older age he had what do they call it atrophy in his muscles and yeah not just the one that he broke but the other one because you know he wasn't doing the things that he normally did so yeah it's crazy how much uh just laying around not doing much it, it can uh catch up to you quickly yes yeah it does didn't seem like uh, people that broke their arms or legs and stuff when we were kids had to go through everything they have to go through now. It's like, what changed? No. You know. You know the food know. that they feed us, but we won't get into that because I can go off on a whole bunch of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. The chemtrails in the air. We can tinfoil hat it up, but we won't do that for you guys. That's a different (laughs) tinfoil. Yeah. Do you wear the tinfoil hat under your helmet? Sometimes. (laughs) Unless I know there's going to be lightning. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) 1.21 gigawatts. Yep. I've seen it up close and personal too many times. <laughs> Those of us that like to camp on the very top of the peak of the mountain, because you feel like you're king or it's a better view, I get it. I do it. I'm guilty of it. But, man, if you get a surprise thunderstorm, <laughs> mm. maybe it doesn't bother you guys. But, man, if I had not manscaped, the hair on my bajonies <laughs> would be st- standing up. <laughs> Oh, oh we're joking about the Manscaped. That was a Manscaped. possible sponsor at once. One time. Uh. <laughs> I was watching a YouTube tuber and <laughs> he was sponsored by Manscaping. So he went into some detail that didn't really need to hear. Uh. We won't do that to you. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Uh. Does it have anything to do with motorcycles? I, just... I don't see how it would fit in. Maybe chafing. I, I don't know. I when we first were heard about it, I was like, "How can we fit this in?" But yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try it out just for, just for a little, couple pennies. No, no, thank you. But, so, talking about uh, maintenance and stuff like that, uh, today we're gonna talk about when you get your new motorcycle, new used, it doesn't matter. New bike day. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, new bike day. Uh, it's new to you. Um, even the manufacturers, unless you have a dealer that goes above and beyond, I've never had anybody set the bike up to me. Yeah, and I've only seen that one time was with Squatch. We were talking earlier, but when he bought his 2022 or whatever KTM dirt bike, we went down to Colorado where he bought it and they had him sit on it. They set the sag. They, whoa, I'm going to take me away. <laughs> They're coming to take me away. The funny man in the funny white coats <laughs> coming to take chap you away. They are <laughs> me too. I just gave him a change of address so they can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah, you so- ever worried about that, you just, you just, sometimes we get mail for like a street over, you know, we all occasionally the mailman or woman makes a mistake. It looks like your address, but it's not. Yeah. I just write that down so you can do change of address to the funny, funny white coat people come get you. you just give them a change mm. of address and they go to that neighbor's. Nice. Return to sender. Return to sender. <laughs> So no yeah, longer lives here. He's not here. But yeah, set up uh, like like you're saying. I, I I've bought a few bikes, some from people, some from dealers. Watched people buy bikes, gone with them, and only once have I seen them kind of set it up. So it seems to be something that you need to kind of check on yourself. I mean, you can ask your dealer to yes. do that for a fee, usually, probably. Yeah, maybe that's um, the key. Yeah, and, and what we're talking about is, like, everybody's different. 
you know, uh, you can have two people stand side by side that are six foot tall. One person has longer legs, so their torso is bigger. One so, has a bigger belly. Yeah, and but like if your torso is, if you're bigger from the waist up, you might have longer arms. So your arms, you know, t- when they set up the handlebars, because you can you can loosen your handlebars and and you know roll them forward, roll them backwards. Yep. And then you've also got the. Uh, you can put in the risers, the to, risers to oh, lift them up as a, well. But what a god! We're just, send. yeah, we're just talking about like, you know, if you General sit side. down and you're leaning forward to grab those handlebars, you, your back isn't straight. Yeah, you which know, might not be bad for a five minute ride, but if you do a three hour ride, it adds up. So just right. uh, just a quarter inch in uh, incorrect setup of the handlebars. Can lead you to yes. hurt and back. Like right. you, that's no fun. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's things like that. You know, you set up your handlebars. Um, if you're doing some on and off road, you're also going to want to make sure that your clutch and brake lever are in the proper position because sitting down, your hands are in a different position than when you're standing up Most and definitely. trying to reach that clutch and brake while you're standing up if it's too high is uh yeah i was gonna say i usually err on the on the air on the side of being a little lower because like you're saying when you're when you stand up in there you know <laughs> your hands look like you're reaching for the sky yes clutch lever that's probably not gonna be good <laughs> well no because usually you know you you want to you're not gripping it tighter but you're the whole, your hand is, your your wrists are rotated in the wrong, the wrong direction. But if they're lower, when you're sitting, you can still usually reach them. You just have to, you know, roll your wrist over a little bit. Yep. Whereas if you sound like very minor things, but they, the overall uh, enjoyable experience, I would say just those little things can make a huge difference. Well, they can make started. They can make a huge difference between falling and not falling, especially like the clutch and brake lever. Yeah, you know, if you have to turn your hand to reach that brake lever when you're standing up, you know, you might brake a little later or have to grab it a little stronger and grabbing the front brake too strong. Especially off road oh, is uh, sometimes it's not a pretty. Well, a def- it's funny yeah, if you're the guy that didn't do it and you're watching it, but it's not the guy. Yeah. Funny if you're the guy on the bike doing it. Yeah, you end up washing that front end out. There's no saving that usually. No. No, especially if you're in anything like, especially sand. Yeah, and you grab that front brake. Yeah, and if you're on a heavy bike, you're not like planting and saving the bike. It's just, yeah, it's just a yard sale, as they say at that point. <laughs> yeah. Send it. Send it, baby. If you're going to do it, do it right, I guess. <laughs> yep. Um, mirrors. Um, I mean, everybody adjusts their mirrors, but uh, sometimes when you adjust your levers, the mirrors are attached to the 
the lever. Handlebar. So you might have to not just adjust the actual the top of the mirror, but you might have to adjust where it goes down in because if you yes. don't get the right angle, angle. of the angle. <laughs> yeah, if you don't get yeah. the right angle of say the shaft of the mirror, the pitch on the mirrors might be, you know, you might be looking at your shoulder and you shouldn't have to pull your shoulder in to, to see, see behind you. Yeah, definitely. And on a motorcycle, um, mirrors, you, you don't want to play the guessing game. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, most of the mirrors I've had on a motorcycle that can go off-road are, are um, I mean, they're helpful, but they're not, like, you're not getting a whole bunch of view to have your shoulder being taken up some of it, right? Like, right. You want, yeah. You want to be able to see small. as much as you can. Yeah, and mirrors are really important, especially if you're doing on and off-road. Yes. Um, they're not so much important off-road unless you're the leader and you're checking to see if your buddies are coming. Yep, Make sure they are helpful then. Yeah, but um, on the road, when you come to intersections and whatnot, you want to make sure that you can see if there's somebody coming behind you. So you want to make sure that they're going to slow down because if they don't see you, they're going to come right through you. Totally. And I just assume they're not. So it's best to be able to see that there's somebody there. Yeah. And I mean, you can see how quick they're coming. And Objects in mirror are closer choice. than they appear, or whatever yes. the quote is. <laughs> yes. And we're talking about setting up the bike. We might be talking about adding or parts to sometimes you'll want different mirrors, uh, like fold away or break, you know, so they don't break. Yeah, the ones on the Honda were so small, I actually put the double takes on. Yeah. BMW yep. ones were pretty awesome, and there's no vibration. The Honda ones were a little round, round yeah, things. Yeah, I had round ones on the 701 from the original on, put the double takes on. The cool thing is I have these things on the Beamer. I can swap them between bikes if I'm... Oh, nice. If I'm planning to do, like, off-roading with the Beamer. Don't think I'll be doing that for a while, but, yeah. Yes, no bike riding for a little while. Yeah, I took the wife out the uh, the other night. Just went on <gasps> a little two mile canyon road ride. Roll breaker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they didn't say you couldn't do it now. They said after. Yeah. They said after, and I think it'll be a month out when I decide to schedule anyway. So I'm looking at four months, which will be winter time. By the time I'm healed, it won't be winter in like California and Arizona, maybe, but we'll see. And they tell me three months, you know, it's going to be two months and I'll be back. (laughs) I'm just being honest. Yeah. I've waited six months through a terrible winter. Sun finally comes out and my back goes, (laughs) not today. Guess what? Guess what? You got older. (laughs) That's what you are a lot older. <laughs> yeah. I've had a few of those moments. Yeah. Um part of the deal, I guess. Yes. So we got we got the handlebars, the, the levers, the mirrors. Uh yeah, what else I mean those say? are those Next. are easy you can do by yourself. Yeah. I mean, you just especially like the like the uh the levers and, and the mirrors and stuff like that. You can set them 
and then you want to get on the bike in, in your riding position and then make sure that, you know, they work. Um, put the kickstand down. Be careful when you stand up. Make sure it's in gear and you're not on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't roll off the kickstand. Um, yeah. And just, like, make sure that you can reach the levers standing up if you're going to do any standing. Um, For standing, I saw a tip once. It's worth mentioning. So if you stand up on your bike and let your hands kind of hang down to your side, loose, arms, fingers to the ground, you know, theoretically, like uh, in between your last knuckle and your mid-knuckle, if that touches your handlebar, then you're good. That's that's for I watched that was for motocross dirt bike setup, but it just gives you an idea of kind of where it is, kinda. and then it's obviously trial and error. But that's a, yeah. that's a good like uh, baseline, I guess. Thanks. And then you can adjust from there. Um, I don't know. I was going to say seat next, but. Maybe we'll we'll go on past that. If if you if you have a seat adjustable, um, shift lever. If you're sitting down, you're riding the road. <laughs> I mean, to bend your foot and get it under there to shift is fine. Trying to do that through crazy terrain, you're taking your foot off the peg. You're not squeezing the bike. You're not balanced on the bike. That's uh. A bad. Yes. Um, that is a bad situation. I'm going to say on the flip side of that. You're going to flip it? Uh, almost. When I did my test drive on the Beamer, I didn't realize. Because I come from dirt bikes up to adventure street bikes. Right? Started on dirt bikes. And I took that on test drive. And I come to the first intersection. I had to quickly stop. And that brake uh, lever on the BMW... Yeah, was so much lower than where I keep mm. them on my dirt bikes because I'm usually standing on those, and I was probably standing on the Beamer just to see how it felt. Uh, yeah, I almost thought I didn't have a rear brake. <laughs> it, it was it was sketchy. So yeah, setting up your uh, shift and your brake lever heights. Are, yeah, that important. was the next thing I was going to go to that because I do have that problem on the Beamer as well. Um, on my dirt bike, it's set up to where, because, I mean, usually if you're going to brake on the dirt bike, like motocross, you're sitting because you're going you're going into a corner. And you want to sit down so you get your weight on the back wheel. But usually when you do it, you take your foot off the peg and stomp on the pedal, kind of. Kind of like rest it on the pedal. So you, it's above the pe uh the peg because usually when you're riding you're on your the balls of your feet on the peg so you're you've got to move your foot on the peg in order yeah, to hit it's got to be mobile mm -hmm. right so you have to, there's no way for you to touch the shifter or the brake the way your boots are on the pegs so unless you cheat like i do and i wouldn't suggest it you cheat not knowingly, but uh, so I follow Johnny a lot, and he'll take corners on single track. So we're standing up, but you still got to break. And 
and shift and stuff. Uh, so, so I set it up a little higher, but I was trying to cheat without having to move my foot to the brake pe- pedal. So I, I set it up right at like just barely touching my, my boot. But I found as I was going downhill following out, I, like there's two or three times I have locked up my brakes, like scarred them, like <laughs> heated them to where they just stay, stay freaking locked up. Cause, oh, cause, you I, were cause actually... as, as I was going downhill, my my gravity, my weight went forward too much, and I was dragging the brake, but not knowing it, so it wasn't uh, full locked up. But still, the pads were like. So that's something to keep in mind. Sometimes you go uphills and downhills, and that puts your feet in a different position too. Yeah. So usually, the way my feet are on the pegs, if you're on the balls of your feet, your toes aren't long enough to touch the brake pedal. So that's what I meant. You usually have to slide your foot forward. Yeah. But if you're on the arch. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how I cheated it. And that, I know that's not right, but that seemed more natural to me, especially when I started. Uh, but like I said, it can have adverse right. consequences well, doing, if you don't ride properly. <laughs> but you're also doing slower speed stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you're not. I'm, in it depends the, in on the, the crowd you end up in, right? I mean, well, right. But like. In the motocross, you want to be on the balls because that's another form suspension. of suspension. Yeah, and really off-road, you probably should technically be using the balls of your feet. Um, I, know, I was just like, of the cowboy, you know, I just thought the heel of the boot should slide up to the peg, kind of, you know. That's not correct. So I'm telling you what not to do here, okay? Yeah, so like road riding, I move my feet all over the peg. Because you're trying to change your pressure points and stuff yes, like that. Yes, reposition, not get chafing, not get hot right. spots on the butt. or Right. And cramps. by moving the legs, you change your pressure points and where you're sitting. And yeah. You don't create any, uh, I guess it's a circulation going through your butt that causes those hot spots because you're yeah. sitting in one spot. So while we're down there, we've got the uh, we got the shift lever, we got the, while you're the brake down there. <laughs> yeah, while you're down there, Miss Jane. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, especially if you're going to be on road off roading, maybe uh, either check your pegs or maybe swap your pegs with the new bike. Um, I don't know how they come the new like Beamers and Tigers and stuff, but. Uh, in the past, I've seen adventure bikes come with more street-oriented uh, pegs, sometimes even where they're like rubber, which is great for comfort. But um, off-road, I like a little bigger, wider peg with a little more aggression. Because mm-hmm. as Chappie had alluded to in his uh, when he had to pull the bike under the tree here, he's on the BDR and, and your leg kind of slipped off the peg or... You took it off the peg, and it's not good. Oh, yeah. For your foot to come off the peg on accident, anyway. <laughs> it's not necessarily a must-have, but it's it's worth considering while you're, while you're down there. Yeah, I, I started to feel like I needed to put yeah. my foot down to kick the bike back up, but uh, I was standing. <laughs> so that was a, yeah, a no. 
Which would have worked if you were like in a ditch or something and it was higher. Or if I was really, really tall. (laughs) Go, go, gadget leg. Yeah. That was on the 250, though, I believe, right? Yeah. You wouldn't be doing that on the big old Bumblebee Bessie Beamer. No. um, Do not plant your leg. Do not dab on a big adventure bike. It is bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Especially if your luggage is on. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, some bikes you can adjust the foot pegs, I see. Um, or if you have adjustable ones, like if you've gotten a bike uh, secondhand, uh, they may have foot pegs on there that are adjustable. Sometimes yeah. you can adjust the height. Uh, adjust the height. Some have more. Uh, they remind me of the ones I use. Remind me of bear traps. <laughs> like yeah. They'll hold you on there. You don't want to hit your shit on those sons of bitches. I'll tell you that. But Right. And um, then when you go underneath the foot pegs, Chappie knows something that's important he had to wait for for like a year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good plate. Yeah, um, if, you, if it came with a plastic one, you're probably going to want to replace that. But. Probably it's it's better than nothing from the start. But I was thinking even even on a adventure or more road bike oriented bike, I w- I would still want a skid plate. I've heard people say, "Oh, well, I'm mostly just riding it to work and back." And yeah, well, you ever heard of gravel or you know debris on the road? Right. I just in your car, you don't want your or truck, you don't want your engine exposed to the crap that's coming up off the car in front of you or whatever so right skid plate can uh I, i'm just saying engines are kind of an expensive part of the bike so they are protect. very expensive <laughs> yes so we covered the handlebars and the levers and stuff like that um windscreen if you have one w- yeah windscreen if you have one um adjusting that to your height because if, if it's too low, you're getting blasted. It kind of like feels like it's trying to pick your head up. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. They call that buffering or buffeting. Buff- or yeah, buffeting. buffeting. <laughs> it can drive you nuts if it's, I mean, there's a spot that's like a half inch or quarter inch difference. And some of the bikes I've been on where it's like, Drives me nuts. You can hear it in the head. Like, well, not only is it louder, by shaking your head, even though you don't really notice it, um, at the end of the day, it's just, it's fatiguing. Yes. So it makes you more tired. Yes. It's like, uh, it's like uh, when I go to physical therapy and they put on these little light weights when I do squats and they give me like this 10 minute limit and you just got to keep going. But, it may be just a little resistance, but do it for extended period of time. And the wind can make you very tired. Yes, it can. So even just listening to it, they say yes. it is fatiguing. Yeah. Fatigue's my last nerve. <laughs> so that's pretty much, well, most of the front of the bike, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the um, seat, I would say, some bikes... You might change the seat. 
to be lower, to be higher. Some adjust. Sometimes you're going two up and your partner doesn't like the way the seat's in the back. So you get a, what are the ones we got for our beamers? The, oh, the sergeant. Sergeant, yeah. Which are a nice upgrade. Corbin, yeah, there's several of those. Seat concepts for the dirt bikes are great. Um, yeah, if if you have an adjustable seat, mm, um, most of us don't have adjustable seats. I think uh, BMW 1200, 1250, I think that one's adjustable. You can like set different heights. Uh, the Harley Pan America has that. But, you know, we're talking the top of the line, top end bikes. Um, yes. And if you're buying, you know, new to you, but previously loved by somebody, um, might not have had those options. So, Right. Or they may have set it in the high setting and you're a little bit shorter. Or they may have it in the short setting and you're a little bit taller. So uh, check out your manual and see if that is an option. Yes. Um, moving into that area of the seat. Uh, depending on your height and weight, uh, setting the sag on the motorcycle is probably one of the most important uh, settings. Huh. I, I wish you'd have told me that four years ago, Chappie. Yeah, I'm I'm one that I've always been in that six foot, hundred and seventy pound range, so. Usually when they come from the factory, That's they're set to, yeah, I'm, I'm the, I'm the lucky baseline guy. So, That's but good. that doesn't mean that it's exactly right. Uh, right. Having each your, rider is going to have their preference too. I mean, right. You set it right. correctly and then kind of fine tune from there, but that's important right. because that, that uh, can affect your <clears throat> spine. Just, well, not just, just that; it, aff- it affects the way the the bike suspension work. Yeah, the suspension is made to keep the wheels in contact Glued. with the riding surface. Yeah. So, if it's not set properly, uh, the back tire chattering, bouncing up and down off the yeah, which that's not good cause, for control. <laughs> no, and it's it's not good for traction either. Nope. Um, and then if it's too stiff you're putting too much weight towards the front wheel which affects your steering or affects your control in the you know when you get into the marbly stuff um yeah when it becomes important to have control that's when it affects you (laughs) yeah at the worst possible time (laughs) yeah so setting that to your weight um you know, they say uh, there should be, I think it's, I think each bike is probably going to be different, but it yeah. should, uh, when you sit on it, the seat usually should drop two inches, I believe. If I'm remembering correctly, like, and that might be the whole dirt bike thing. Yeah, but, the whole dirt bike thing is, I don't know, all the KTMs are like uh, 110 centimeters, some crap. I don't know why I have that stuck in my head, but yeah, check your manual because each bike's going to be a little different, especially the heavier road bike, adventure bike type things. Right. 
And and basically what you're doing is you're, you're setting the starting preload. That's what that does. Yeah, so that you're sag. using the whole suspension instead of just part of it. Right. Because you paid for the whole suspension, you might as well use it all. Yeah. But like for me, I'm 170 pounds. I sit on the bike and it's set for me. And now somebody that's 210 sits on it and it drops four inches. Well, guess what? They just lost two inches of travel. Yeah, which is a big deal. Might not sound like a lot, but it's a big deal. It could be if you hit a big enough bump or you take a big enough jump. That's, uh, while we're talking about this, maybe we just mentioned that, um, so yeah, set it up to your rider, you know, weight, height, all that. But if you're going to be, uh, putting luggage on the bike later, you might want to, you might want to, uh, at that point, depending on your bike, but you might want to revisit, uh, your sag. If you had a passenger or you had, you know, tents or guns or whatever you're into that you throw on the bike, I don't know. But yeah. if you change the weight that's on the on the seats or pegs, however you want to word it, if you change that weight, especially to adding more, then you might want to revisit that. Some bikes have yes. buttons you just push, like I think Japanese has a, a passenger or non-passenger. I don't know what they call the, that button, but I ha- yes, I have. A, it's called it's ESA electronic suspension adjustment. Uh, I have a suspension button. I can select rider, rider with luggage, or rider with passenger. Nice. So, like, yeah, my BMW, when the wife gets on and we're fully loaded, um, and I stand the bike straight up, I cannot get the kickstand to go because it's squatted down so much. That's the problem I have, but I don't have a button. Yeah, so, so I, I have to lean so far, and then sometimes we get a surprise. <laughs> yeah, so when I set it for the wife and the luggage, um, it, it, it brings it up. Yeah, it brings it up to where now my feet are planted exactly they are the way they are when um when it's just solo. That's a pretty cool button. It sounds like to me. Very useful. Some buttons it is aren't, because uh, it's it saves a lot of time. Some buttons aren't all they're cracked up to be, and some are totally worth it. Yes, yeah. Because Jocelyn made a mention of when they were on the Wyoming BDR trip in the movie that um, she had clicked her suspension up to the, the tallest setting because they went in that the expert section. She wanted the full travel. She wanted it stiffer. Which, yeah, God bless um, her. Dum, 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 yeah. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I know we're going to get Discord comments. I can hear it already. Oh, I'm not Christ. chiming in. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm being good boy. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's definitely yeah, so important. That, that button's nice. But yes, your suspension, before you start doing clickers or anything like that, that is so important because if you're not set for your sag properly, doing the clickers and stuff like that, you're kind of wasting your time because your suspension is not working properly. Yeah, and you might take it up there and get it to kind of be right, but like you said, you're losing efficiency of the suspension. 
So right. it's good to start from correct, and then then you can fine tune it on. Yes, I love the clickers. I'm a dirt biker, you know. I love the clickers. Yeah, it's fun to mess around with. Johnny Mac used to tell me I was so scared to like change them, and he's like, "Dude, just turn them all the way in, all the way in, and go for a ride over just this little section trail, and then come back and turn them all the way out." It's like you can't really mess it up. You know, he he wasn't saying go on a full ride, but I was so scared to like even turn one click. I didn't know. I didn't want to break the bike. But uh, yeah, then you start at two two click increments. But yeah, you go in 15 all the way in. It's totally different than all the way out at 30. Yeah, Yeah, you go, what is it, all the way out and it's like so like. Cadillac yeah, like, and bouncy. It's, it's and, like, yeah, it's like a cloud. That's where I like it. That's where I like it. And then you go all the way in. It's like riding a freaking two and by four. <laughs> I hop on his bike, which is almost exactly the same as my bike. And he likes his totally all the way dialed in, stiff, suspend. You know, he's he's more apt to like jump and, and do things that I don't. I usually like the cloud feeling. <laughs> so he gets on my bike. He's like, I'm bottoming out. I swear I'm bottoming out. And I get on his. I'm like, Jeez, does even have suspension? <laughs> well, you guys are different body types, too. Yes, yes. He's, he's wider and more frickin', aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's built like a linebacker. You're more like a wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so I need to run. I need to run away so I don't get tackled. And he's like, I'm going to run through that fucking wall. <laughs> I'm going to take you out. <laughs> yeah, and... If if you bought this new used, um, you're also going to want to check you know your chain tensioner, um, yes. especially like once you Sprockets. change your suspension, that can have an effect on whether or not your chain is too tight or too loose. So you might have to adjust that. Yeah, don't do it like I usually do. I, I got that in my head. I don't know why, but. I like that chain as tight as it possibly can be. Look at your manual. But uh, say a dirt bike, you're supposed to have like three fingers be able to fit in between. Yeah. Because the there's no, I like there's no slack I just, when I'm so scared it's going to come off and like slap me, you know, when it's set properly. It just looks wrong to me. I know it's not. I, I know in my head it's not. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I need to tighten my chain. Yes, so for those of you that aren't familiar, um, when your suspension fully compresses, it tightens your chain. So um, what happens is if your chain is too tight and your suspension, you're you're working that thing, you stretch your chain quicker and you go through your chains faster. You wear out your sprockets faster. Those are expensive. So, yeah, just just, I think – the best thing I was told, if you're going to mess with your bike, I mean, a lot of people take it in and get it set up, pay for it. And that's great. Uh, but if you're doing maintenance or setting yourself with your buddies, go to the baseline, like what the manual says, and have that your base. And then you can, you know, let's say clickers, you go two in, but you know where your base was from the start. Right. If your chain, you know, you know where the base is. Yes. And set them as when we're talking forks, make sure you turn them the same amount in the same direction. No. <laughs> what fun is that? 
Why are you always turning right, Cody? Well, it's just kind of the way my suspension makes me go. <laughs> I don't know why. My bike just likes to turn right. Cody, why do you always look like Goofy when you go off a jump? <laughs> you ever see him on the bicycle? And yes, yes. His legs. Yep, that's me. If I'm if I'm in the air on a bike, something went wrong. I did not plan on being in the air ever. Oh, I used a to wheelie, love that. yeah. I'll do that. But being in the air, I never do that on purpose, ever. Oh. Some people my, don't. But. In my heyday, I was either jumping or wheeling or going as fast as that thing would go. Now I'm just like about like taking it easy and nice slow stroll through the trail. See, I'm, I'm going backwards. When I was younger, I was sissy, I guess. I don't know. Fucking pussy. I didn't want to go fast. I didn't want to jump. Now as I get older, I want I get more testosterone, I guess, and I, I want to do harder stuff and stuff. But my body's like, dude, you should have done that when you were 18, not when you're 48. Right. <laughs> 30 years too late there, pal. Yeah, you're late to the party. Everybody went home, bro. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, and I did not know this. Most people, I guess, probably do. But one of the things I wish I'd have known when I first got into bikes, mainly dirt bikes, but it applies, I'm sure, to street as well, is one of the best things you can do as far as an upgrade to your bike is suspension work. It can mean a world of difference. Oh, well, yeah, you're having a professional set your springs to your weight and riding style and and riding style. Yes. I mean, they, they can, uh, to me, when I bought a new bike, you know, buy $2,000 used dirt bike, right? And then you go in to hear about getting better suspension and it's like 1500 bucks is the starting point or something. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> then I finally got a bike that had custom suspension. And I was like, Oh my God, this is what I've been missing the whole time. No wonder people pay that much because it's worth it. Yeah. But at first it was just like, that's stupid. I just want to go right. <laughs> also good tires. Either. I know you can't have brand new tires all the time, but even on the street or on, on off-road, new tires are like the coolest upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and depending it, on it, it's what your you're kicks. doing. Yeah. It gives yeah, you more traction. It's just like uh, I know those older shoes are comfy, so comfortable, but tell you they're not comfortable after uh, six hours of walking around, or no, or when you start going up a slight incline and there's no sole left on them, and you go like the the cartoon on the I- ice, <laughs> the legs are just going, and you're going nowhere. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as, like, you know, adjustments. I mean, yeah. the, the upgrade section, I think we did an upgrade, like, if we were. Yeah, we kind of hit that. I think in this one, you get your adjustments, right? Maybe um, protection would be the only other thing, and, that, and that's kind of covered in upgrades. But, uh, right. like, some bikes have the water cooler thingamabobber right where it could get hit. 
or whatever. And usually if that's the case, they have some aftermarket part that will kind of protect some sort that. Of protection. Kind of like my mom told me when I was young, got my sex education once. Yep. Don't be stupid. Don't be silly. Put a snakeskin on your willy. And then she walked out of the room. And she did it in front of my friends, so that was even more embarrassing. <laughs> After that, at every party, we're out. You know what his mom told him to do? <laughs> yeah. Probably five years I got to hear that. Every party, I was like, guess what his mom told him? his <laughs> next on his willy. <laughs> but it transferred over. I learned my lesson. Now I put it on my bike. <laughs> I've been married a long time. Basically, my willy is my bike now. I just want to protect it, okay? My bike. Absolutely. Plus, they're expensive. Yes. Yeah, it's expensive to replace stuff. Radiators are not cheap. Yes. One thing also, when you're doing any maintenance or when you get a new, new to you, no matter if it's brand new or previously loved, uh, the... I go through, I would suggest you go through, check the uh, the most important bolts. Uh, you know, if your forks have bolts to hold the front pinch wheel on. Bolts. Yes. Pinch or bolts. If you have axles. Uh, yes, axles, suspension, like, uh, you know, if you have the spring the in linkage. the back. Yeah, I had my linkage come out on the KTM. Ooh, the big bolt. It's a big-ass bolt with Loctite on it, but... Uh, and I don't know how long, I think I did a whole race without it. <laughs> we got back and Vince is, I'm like, my bike is not acting like you should, man. He's, he's just like rolls his eyes and he goes, just looking it over. Don't you think you should have a bolt here? So yeah, it was between the frame and the two fork things. Um, yeah, that bolt somehow came out. <laughs> but that's why I say, just, just check, you know, your rear axle nut, uh, your handlebar. Because if you're riding along, either on or off-road, and your handlebars suddenly come down to your lap, that could be a, not a good moment. And it takes just a second. Grab your torque wrench oh, and, and make sure A lot sure of times good. that'll cause a crash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's something else you can do. Like, if the bike's a little tall, you can bring your forks up in the... Yes, do that evenly. clamps. Or else you will turn right all the time like Cody. Yes. Yes, measure it. <laughs> Don't eyeball it. That's, that's mm. kind of an important thing when you start doing that. But, yeah, that's a good point. That was one thing that I, that I wasn't thinking of. But, yes, uh, checking those bolts. Yeah, even if you buy it brand new, you never know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're trying to get five bikes out in a day wherever, you know. I'm not saying anybody would ever intentionally miss a bolt, but it happens, you know. So Right, but it may have been put together at the factory, and maybe the in shipping it should lose or. Well, no, I, but maybe the the socket didn't quite go on that bolt quite right because I'm sure at the factory they're using air tools and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, because they they tighten it to the specific torque or whatever. I can tell you what, when your uh, front fork bolts come out and they're loose or they're not there, and, and you. Uh, Either your front tire locks up or you take a spill off the bike. It doesn't matter who was supposed to check the bolts. If you take in the crash and it's your bike. So, yeah, just avoid that by a simple, just, you know, it takes five minutes. Check the bolts. They're important. Yeah, and it can cause uh, 
big money to repair some of yeah. that damage. And it's embarrassing as crap too. Yes. So yeah, for something that takes so little time, but yeah, that, that should help you be more comfortable, safer, uh, and enjoy your ride more in general. I think. I think so. Alrighty. We hope you found this, uh, not only enjoyable, but you got some knowledge out of this. Hopefully there's something that, uh, we brought up that you hadn't thought of and, you know, now you have more knowledge. Definitely. If there's anything we're forgetting, uh, you can either comment on the Instagram or you can drop a line in over at, uh, discord at the discord server. Or you can open up your door and yell it out really loud to the world. Yeah. Probably won't respond, but there is a link in the podcast description for discord. Uh, There's a lot of cool people over there and a lot of discordial things that go on. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And they're all (laughs) interested in the same thing. Uh, Adventure riding off road, uh, touring, you know, going Two on wheel trips, fun. camping. Yeah. So if you enjoy this podcast, um, you probably should be a member of the Discord. Definitely. Just, good good people. No, yeah. And they're from totally all over. Anyway, it's free. So it's not like it cost you anything. Yeah. You don't even have to throw us a treat. Mm. Scooby snack. Again, hopefully you uh, enjoyed this. Um, if not, fuck off. No, just kidding. Just kidding. We got, we got to <laughs> give a quick shout out to Moto. boys over at Mototomic for, uh, you know, sponsoring the show. Uh, you got a discount code. Not only do they help pay for our, you know, hosting fees and stuff like that, but they also give a discount for you to go over to their website and you can use that to save 20% on your purchase. Yep. They are running a 40 liter dry bag special, I believe. <laughs> still at this moment. It. Um, but yeah, I mean it's like half off right now. So if you if you're interested in one or you've been interested in one, go check that or out. Or you need a spare one. Or you need a spare one. If you already got one, they make great gifts for uh Christmases, birthdays, etc. I tell and you, they don't even have to be riders. Right, but not only is it big, but the way you can open the air valve and like suck it down. Yeah. It's kind of fun you, to do that. <laughs> right. But you can get so much shit in there and then make it smaller. Yeah. And then the wife and I use that when we go on a trip and pack our clothes in it instead of packing a freaking big ass suitcase. Yeah. It comes with a shoulder strap, straps the strap to your motorcycle. I mean. Yeah. It's pretty damn awesome. That? I ain't going to lie. Used yeah. it for fishing trips, uh, paddleboarding, motorcycling, uh, just out to like the forest picnic type stuff. You can yeah, load in whatever, it, man. It's just and it's, it's top awesome. load. Yeah, top and load. when we say top load, like when you set it down, you can unroll it. Like yes. it's not like a sleeve. Plus, it's bright it's not, orange, so you can remember yes. to take it home with you, and you can see what's inside. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but yes um also a huge shout out to the folks over at moto camp nerd ben and mary have been uh service 
serving the motorcycle camping community for. Thank you for correcting that. Yes. <laughs> for <laughs> a few years now, uh, they have a brick and mortar store. If you live in the North Carolina area, you can go check it out. Check it out. Check it if out. Not, they have a huge website with just about anything you could ever want for motorcycle camping. They have stuff that is like entry level stuff. And then they have the really high end stuff. If you're interested in that as well, but everything is a quality product. He does not sell crap. Nope. Tried to tell him you should sell a crap bar, but he said, Nope, we don't sell crap. That's that's a hypothetical. That really never happened, but it's true. He doesn't sell junk. But you can also use the same discount code throttled ADV over there and save 10% on your purchase. And don't forget, if you mess up your bike, you get a new bike, you don't want to work on the bike, you don't know how to work on the bike, you can call the janitor and his buddy Paul over at the Booty Che. Bootyche.com. Yeah, the the boys over at B-Moto, I actually got to reach out and find out what's going on with my parts. Janitor's been fondling my parts for a few weeks now. I think the janitor went on a tour around the world. Oh, no. I don't know. He was busy. Yes. yes, He did text me back today, though, so today would be a good day to reach out. Say, hey, uh, are you done touching my parts or what? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know if you had them back yet or what. Uh, No, not yet. But um, you probably got to remind him. Oh, no. (laughs) No, they've been really, really busy. Yeah. So, which is a good good thing. Good to hear. Good to hear. Busy means they're doing well. Yep. I want to keep them around. But yeah. Hit Paco up. Say, what's up with my wheel? Yeah, wheel. I got a pipe and a shock there. What's up with my uh, parts there, Mr. Janitor? Yes. He probably loaned them to Oliver. He loaned them to oh. Randomly Trees. And then they went over to meet with, oh, yes, Super, Super Dave. Dave. Oh, no. Anyway, you'll get them eventually. <laughs> I hope Super Dave isn't fondling my pipe. Well, you never know. I missed the camp this year, so I didn't get to see whose pipe he was fondling. I was just wondering if Oliver got any freaky chicks that tried to hop in bed with I don't him. Know. Damn, Oliver. All right, we're going to sign All off right. with that. I'm going to go eat some freaking dinner and pretend I can ride a motorcycle in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. He'll catch you. I don't know if I can run that fast.